This morning's scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. The parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but not, is not rich toward God. May, may God add his blessing to this reading. People ask me to do silly things sometime as a, as a pastor. Um, but this one guy, this one guy once when I was in Kent wanted me to help him fill out his uh, dating, online dating paperwork, you know, the, whatever the three page, like match.com type stuff. And he sat in my office for an hour and we filled that out together. I said, well, if, <laughs> one of the things I, one advice I gave him is I, I said, well, if you're looking to date, don't lead with my pastor, help me fill this out. <laughs> I can see that now. <laughs> but, you know, I get, you get asked to do, I mean, there's some silly, there's some silly requests here. I think Jesus, I know, so I kind of know how Jesus is feeling here. Jesus is thinking, this is a silly request. I, I bet Jesus just gave the sermon of his life. I bet he stood there in front of everybody and he just, he poured it out. And he, you know, have you ever, I don't know if, I don't know if many of you do public speaking or, or anything like that, but there are days, uh, and this would happen. I had this experience once when I was a youth pastor. You pour it out. I mean, you just, you drain yourself. The, you just let the Spirit drain you of everything. You just put it out there. Everything You're so inspired and moved and you're just putting your heart out there for the whole world to see. And this one time I'm in the middle of a youth group and I, I'm pouring myself out there right in front of them. I may have even been crying a little bit. I'm, I'm laying it out there for everyone to hear. And uh, uh, Floor raises her hand. And she says, are you about done yet? Are we done yet? <laughs> I wanted to kill her. <laughs> I just wanted to kill her. <laughs> In fact, it prompted us to go have a long conversation <laughs> about why she was so nasty to me. <laughs> I think Jesus was kind of feeling that way too. Pours himself out there. And here comes this guy. He's ready to answer questions on deep theological thoughts and, and reflections. And, and he, he's ready to hear someone say, Jesus, I'm inspired to come follow you. 
what, what do you want? Here am I, Lord, that kind of thing. And what does he get? Jesus, tell my brother to share our parents' inheritance with us. Uh, are you kidding me? That's what you want me to do? To help you divide your stuff? <laughs> I bet Jesus was furious. Who made me arbitrator between you? The people I'm concerned about don't have stuff to divide. Most of the people we're talking to here today don't have an inheritance to divide. So get out of my sight. I'm sure it was the part they left out. <laughs> Jesus, so frustrated. Well, he doesn't do that. He, he seizes uh, this opportunity to try again to teach them about what is important. And he describes, he tells a parable about a guy with a lot of stuff. So much stuff he needs to build a big barn for his stuff. To keep all that good stuff out of the weather. He probably has a lock on the door because people always steal your stuff. They always steal the good stuff, right? They always take the best stuff. And uh, so he needs that barn. But of course, he gets it all done. All of his stuff is packed in there. And it's locked up, ready to go. Boat, his jet skis, his, you know, his, his uh, big grill that he thought he needed. And <laughs> all those, the, the, the motorcycle and all of those things. And the next, of course, he dies. Who's it going to go to? He didn't get to enjoy it at all. I have friends like I have a friend like this actually that <laughs> that has a barn that that he fretted over and you know was real excited. In fact, and he gets a little wiggy if you ask to put stuff in his barn because he wants to keep his stuff in his barn. <laughs> has jet skis and all kinds of stuff in there and worries about it it's out there and cleans stuff off so it looks good if he ever wants to use it for something our message today is about don't get hung up on all the stuff that doesn't matter no one's going to remember how many jet skis you have some people might remember how nice your house is or stuff like that but that really what you want to be known for? Your immaculate house, your clean house, everything matches. <laughs> and I think it's, I think Jesus is trying to cry out to us and say, there is so much need out there for what you can give. There is so much that needs to change and be transformed. There is so much you can contribute to the world if you would not allow yourself to get distracted by the stuff, by the creature comforts and the leisure activities and the filling your time and the filling your house in an effort, I think, sometimes to fill our lives. We look to the stuff that television tells us makes for a full life. 
But Jesus reminds us today that that is not what we are called. When we accept the call to follow Christ, that is not what we are called to. We are called to live God-sized lives and make God-sized contributions to the world. To make a difference. I think I shared with you that I was inspired this week by the people who were making a difference. Martin Luther King Jr. is kind of an obvious one, but what an inspiration and what a difference that person has made. And again, that is, honest to God, that is, that's what made me want to be a preacher. In fact, Alexis uh, Charles was with us, and we were looking at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, and she goes, was he a president? I said, no. A preacher. <laughs> he was a preacher. <laughs> and he changed the world by being a preacher. <laughs> and I thought I could change the world by being a preacher. So here I am. And there were other people too. Man, we went and worked with this woman, Miss Vicks, in the projects outside of D.C., I mean, and it, it looks like what you think of when you say projects. It's these track housing with these kind of sectioned off areas and a lot of poor people, a lot of men standing around not finding work, doing a lot of stuff they shouldn't be doing. And here we were working with all these kids and Miss Vicks, has been working with this group for nine years, has dedicated her life, and she, she is mama and dad to every one of those kids or any, whatever they need. Mom, dad, social worker, uh, confidant, preacher. She takes care of, you know, 20, 30, 40 kids and, and makes sure they get what they need. And she runs a tight ship and go rolls with the punches but I was so inspired by she just pours herself out to these children on her deathbed when she dies and they have her service what incredible things are going to be said about the contribution Miss Vicks made to the world and I guess my challenge for you and me today is to continually ask yourself, when I've gone home, when my life is over, when, when that day comes, and we look back at it, what's going to be said? What's going to be the contrary? And I'm not talking about you know, not, there's only, uh, Martin, people like Martin Luther King Jr. only come along once in a generation, right? I'm not just talking about that, but, you know, are, what are, who are the two, three, four people in your life that are going to say, this person made a difference? Are we going to be able to look around the world, your world, my world, see the difference that was made? By the way we chose to live. Not focusing on the stuff, 
and the, the, the things that, you know what I'm talking about, the things that are such distractions. But focus in on, but focus the, people, in on the people and the compassion and changing the world, and changing the world for the better and making a difference. And making a difference. I know this is I know not this is an not an easy thing. I'm throwing a big challenge out there. I'm saying make your, saying make your life count, count by, making by making a difference in the lives of the people you come in contact with. And maybe there are people you know. And maybe there are people you know. Sometimes there are people you don't even know. Just by how you choose to contribute to the world. Challenge comes, Challenge comes to us from Jesus Christ today. He's not holding back. He's not, holding back. He's not, interested, in not interested in helping you divide your inheritance. <laughs> or any other dumb thing that we get distracted by. Jesus is interested in transforming the world. And He can't do it except through you. Let us pray. Loving God, we hear this challenge. It is a challenge. It's a big and a scary challenge. It's one that doesn't always make us feel good about ourselves when we look, we look back or we look at ourselves and we go, what, are, what is going on? What is taking me away from contributing. And I pray God, I pray God that, that what you have said to us today doesn't produce guilt, but produces inspiration. Doesn't produce shame, but produces a desire and a sense of urgency for this hurt and broken world around us that we might, through your grace and through your, your infilling and your equipping, change this world. Make it what you intended it to be. Christ, we pray. Christ, we pray. Well, let us uh, make our commitment today through the singing of this song.